In the gym, we live through these life cycles of growth, catabolism, and maintenance. If we think of these phases like seasons, there's a parallel universe to how we interact with each one. In the fall, things die. They go to waste. In winter, we build, we consume, we hibernate, we savor. In the spring, as the snow thaws, opportunities resurface, things are reborn. And as the summer heats up, we trim the fat and we do our very best to thrive. In the gym, we see this in more of a vein light. Seasons of trying to build muscle, trying to build strength, accumulating volume, doing all of the necessary base work. Then we move into seasons of trying to cut fat, peaking, improving cardio as we get lighter. And then, of course, seasons of trying to maintain all of the beautiful things that we have accomplished. Whether it's physicality in performance or in physique, the ebbs and the flows of fitness are periods of growth, periods of deprivation, and then phases of preservation. It never occurred to me until the other day that if we treated our careers, our relationships, our businesses, our goals the same way that we treat our life cycles on the training floor, maybe we can make this process transcend into our lives outside of the gym, reap those same benefits, and ultimately see progress. If our goal in life is to do our very best to leave our mark in this world, it makes sense that every facet of our being is optimized. Evolve or die something that I hold near and dear to my heart. I've never been attracted to stagnation. My wife will tell you that I'm not the kind of person who enjoys sitting still. I know it's something I need to work on to appreciate and slow down with everything in life, but I love the idea of the chase. I love to work. I love to see things grow. I love to see things flourish. The idea of setting goals, smashing them, and moving on to the next one, I never really sit still long enough to get bored. And I think the pros and cons of being a perfectionist in this particular industry is all about how you wield this double-edged sword. It's like you're never really 100% happy with your work. And because of that, your work is always getting better. It's always improving. You're always troubleshooting, fine-tuning, getting feedback, making adjustments. But that is what builds a really strong brand. How I work to build my body is very similar to how I've built my business. It was a lot of figuring out what works, scrapping what doesn't, making a lot of mistakes, not knowing anything at the beginning, and being willing to kick the ego aside, be a sponge, and learn from people who are doing it better than I was. I think of all the parallels of building a body versus building a business, and the game is played very similar to how you would treat your relationships and any other endeavor that you might have. For most of us, our lives revolve around a few things. We work, we provide, we play, we repeat. It looks a little bit differently for everybody, but at the end of the day, we do the things that we do in life so that we can enjoy the finite time that we have on this earth, or at least that's the original intent. Sometimes we get caught up in the trenches and we dismiss all the time that has passed until we wake up 20 years older and realize that we never got to do all the things that we wanted to do. Never got to experience all the things that we wanted to experience. Never got to meet the people that we've always dreamed of meeting. And if you asked me, now if I could have a different job that would pay me more, but I'd have to go back to working for someone else, following someone else's rules, and following someone else's vision, I would say no, no matter what that price tag would be. There's a good chunk of our lives spent working. If we're not making the best of our time, what are we really doing? I want to do something near and dear to my heart, something I feel strongly about, and something that I can own as a piece of who I am. 
And we do all of this work because we need to provide. Whether it's to save our own tail or you've got a family, we need resources to keep the things we hold near and dear to our hearts alive and well. And of course, when all the bases are covered, we got to play. We have things to do that make everything worthwhile. Some people like to travel. Some like to collect cars. Some like to enjoy live music, whatever it is. We all work hard so that we can play harder. And all of the play is best enjoyed with the people that you surround yourself with. Your inner circle is so damn critical to how your life pans out. And as you get older, you start to get more selective with who you let into your circle. There comes a time when you ain't out there trying to please everybody anymore. Those days are just done. As you accumulate more responsibilities and time becomes less available, you're not trying to make everybody happy. The people that you surround yourself with should elevate you. And those relationships need to be nurtured, respected, and it should have this mutual understanding. When all of these things are in place, life is pretty good. It's never perfect, but it becomes a life worth living. You wake up with purpose. You're not just moping around, dragging your feet all the time. And if you're not there yet, it's okay. We're going to outline how you get there today. Welcome to Workhorse Radio, a station for the nation where conversation can hopefully give birth to motivation, education, and insight. Rocket fuel to expedite results in your journey and maybe the kick in the pants that you need to take ownership of your life. This will be a sounding board for all things that surround what we call our growth triangle, the foundation of which our brand is built on. This includes the evolution of the coach, the evolution of the client, and the evolution of the culture. I offer experience told through stories, messages of wisdom adopted after falling from grace, perspective because having another set of eyes sometimes allow you to see some things you wouldn't otherwise see. Put on your seatbelt, we're going for a ride. This is episode three. So we've got all these facets of life we're trying to resolve and evolve at the same time. If we're successful and we can pull it off, we can make a pretty fucking awesome life for ourselves, yeah? So how do we do it? In business, the acronym ABC stands for always be closing. This idea that as a salesman, you should always be in the mindset of closing deals using whatever tactics necessary. It's an aggressive cutthroat mantra that separates the people who really want it from the ones who just think they want it, but don't really want it at all. For me, it's not about always closing per se, but to always be building. Whatever your ideas are in life, without a plan, without the steps, and then the actions, they're just ideas. This process of building bigger, better, is always in the corner of my brain. The trick is to avoid just thinking about it, is to actually set the dynamite and then spark the match and light it. Put the ideas in motion and then set that thing ablaze. Building, 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 always. Think about what you want. Everybody wants something. And there are enough success stories out there to showcase that any person can make it with a little bit of luck and a little bit of hard work. So why not you? And why not me? Why not us? Your ideas mean nothing if you just plant them and sit there like an asshole. You got to water those seeds, ensure sunlight, plant them in fertile soil. Goals don't happen overnight when you leave them to chance. You want to climb the ladder and claim something as yours? You got to go up the rungs one by one. When I set out to become my own business owner, I made this grand goal of generating $100,000 in revenue as a gym, 100K. I had no idea why I wanted that number. I figured it would get me on the sunshine list, and it's cool to say that you make six figures. My biggest mistake was dreaming of that number and never making a plan to build up to it. It's like I just 
let things happen and hope that somehow that number would magically appear in the bank account. And when that number came around, it's like I hadn't even considered what I was going to do with it or considered if it would be enough to accomplish and serve the things that I wanted in life. A building phase never truly ends. It's an ongoing process that you audit as you go, but it's constant. The goal is to always be better than you were yesterday. And as my business savvy started to become more robust, there were some clear concepts that I knew were applicable across the board, no matter what I was trying to improve. One thing that I wish I could impose on everyone is the uncanny ability to remain unfazed despite the circumstances. Most endeavors are immediately made more difficult when you have a negative attitude about it. Some of the people that I look up to most have these unshakable spirits. They're just positive all the time, unfazed, unbreakable. Those are businesses. Those are goals that withstand the test of time because they don't fold when shit hits the fan. Many people thought it was a terrible idea for me to open up a gym, but I could have let that negativity eat me up, let the doubt seep into my mindset and corrupt my vision. But as a training partner once told me, you need to get the bitch out of your heart. Stay positive, keep your eyes on the prize, and that is the key to ascension. Because fear, fear cripples people. And at the same time, fear is fuel. When I get nervous or anxious about something, I know that whatever that thing is, it's got to be worthwhile. If your goals don't scare you a little bit, make you uneasy, the depth of the goal probably ain't too deep. You know, dreaming big, getting after the things that you really want in life, those things should scare you a little bit, if not a lot. You remember when we used to be able to go to bars? You know, you see that person in the corner of the room you've been dying to talk to all night long. The feelings you get when you consider going up to them, the anxiety you get from the possibility of being rejected, but also the overall joy that floods your body at the thought of possibly hitting it off. That whirlwind of emotions should be 10x stirring between those ears of yours when you attempt something worthwhile. Just remember that fear is your friend. It means that there's something worthwhile at stake, which means you got to bring your A game, you got to be disciplined, you got to be sharp, and you got to be on. And the aside to this, let's say you go over there, you drop your best pickup line, and your worst fear comes true. She takes her drink, showers you with it, and you get rejected. This could also be the business proposal that gets shut down at the table. It could be an exam that you've been preparing for all year that you just flunked. A job interview that you just royally fucked up. In order for this train to keep on rolling, for your building phase to continue its path, you need to be able to A, view your mistakes as a learning tool, and B, don't just sit there and stew in it. It's really only a mistake if you make it twice. That means you didn't learn anything. Except that mistakes are a part of the journey and we're going to make them. You chalk them up as experience points and then move the fuck on. The longer you spend dwelling, the longer it will take you to make your goals a reality. Life isn't about waiting for the storm to pass. It's about learning to dance in the rain. You guys have all heard that before, probably saw it on Pinterest or something. I always think to myself, you know what, fuck that. I am the fucking storm. The last offering I suggest when considering growing all of your endeavors is to stop multitasking. A great multitasker is just someone who's mediocre at a lot of things. As a business owner, I spent a lot of my early years trying to do everything myself, and the result was a pretty mediocre product, and I was killing myself in the process. It's good to build your goals. 
but don't have so many that there isn't one that outshines the rest of them in terms of importance. Think about university. Any of you guys that went to post-secondary, I, I don't know how it was for you guys, but for me, it wasn't so much a test of my knowledge. It was a test of my multitasking skills. And in the end, I don't recollect much from my four-year degree. How are you supposed to read five textbooks and cram five exams into one week and expect to withhold any of the knowledge that you memorized? Goals are best achieved when you have laser focus on one task. Don't be a shotgun trying to spray and pray. Be a sniper. Choose your target. Don't take your attention off it until you secure the kill shot. And once you claim your kill, then and only then do we move on to the next target. Targets are important. Businesses have about a three-year grace period. Most businesses come to a decision at that three-year mark. Is this what I'm doing? Is it worth doing? Should I cut my losses now? Because more work than I initially expected. Some businesses have an easier time cutting their losses and putting up the close sign and then moving on to their next endeavor. But for others, it's a hard pill to swallow and they will continue grinding aimlessly until their bodies eventually give out or their brains get so convoluted it turns them mad and they end up losing the passion that brought them to the business in the first place. If I was still only generating 100k a year as a gym, I would have burnt out as a business a long time ago. When I took the time to figure out what success looks like for me, the picture became so much clearer. I wasn't just picking random numbers out of my ass. I had a meaningful target. I know what I want to do, and I know what I need to accomplish. And when you have that, it doesn't matter how far you are from it. Now you can start putting the necessary things in place to move you toward that mark. Build, build, build. You're always building. And when you hit the targets, can you do it again? Fine-tune your approach and make it even more efficient. Take this approach and apply it to everything. How are you building yourself as a professional, as a parent, a spouse, as a son, as a daughter, as a respectable human being? Building your character is just as important as building your finances, your brand, your empire, because nobody cares about all that other stuff if you are a prick. And life is more enjoyable with people in it and around to enjoy it with you. When it comes to building yourself, think of where you need improvement. How do you do it? Well, first, you've got to identify your weaknesses, your faults, and ultimately what you know you need to improve. Think of what mental blocks hold you from success. What's keeping you back? What keeps you from searching out opportunities? What keeps you from being the person that you want to be? Now, I know there's some deep internal shit, but how can we begin to evolve things around us if we still need to do work on ourselves? No one's got to be perfect. But I think we have to reach a point where we are at peace with who we are and what we are setting out to do. Figuring out who you are as a person will tell you a lot about who you allow to sit at your table. The building phase is important, but a cutting phase is just as critical. In the gym, there are seasons of cutting where we learn to clean up our nutrition, practice some self-control, trim the fat where we need to, to create this leaner model of ourselves. We essentially learn to run more efficiently. Your goals can do the same. If there are people, things, circumstances in your life that prevent you from moving forward toward your target, you have to spend time eliminating the waste. Getting rid of the toxicity in your life that no longer serves you as part of the maturing process. You can climb the ladder much faster without dead weight anchoring your feet. Carrying the weight of people and things that don't serve you, it's fucking exhausting. You need that energy. Trimming the proverbial fat is what the cutting phase is all about. You need to get light. 
situations are a bit easier. Leaving a job that you hate, moving out of a city that garners minimal opportunity, those are no-brainers. It's the people and the relationships that get difficult and a bit dicey. Through my work, I've met a lot of amazing, amazing people. And the one constant is that things can change and will change. People can change and will change. They might move physically distant or the relationship just becomes distanced. And not everyone that comes into your life is meant to be there forever. And this was something that I had a very difficult time with because I truly, deep down, I love people. That's why I love my job. But people, like experiences, flow into our lives. They serve their purpose. And then sometimes they flow out and they're on their way. And that's okay. It's a beautiful thing. The people that you meet, become involved with and connect with, they can be pivotal moments in your life. But there can also be an expiration date. The issue and the setback is when you have relationships that have long surpassed their expiration date, but they're still sitting on your shelves. They take up real estate in your head. When we talk about trimming the fat, this is where the elimination process needs to be done. We need to start being disciplined about what we let infiltrate our day-to-day. Your filter system needs to strain the proverbial bullshit from your life so that we can run on some clean fuel. The easiest way to determine what you keep and what you don't is take a look at where your core values lie comparative to theirs. If they are similar, you're a good match. If they're drastically different, it doesn't mean that you need to exile the person, but you might not spend a ton of energy entertaining them either. The people I talk to every day, the ones I engage most with, our values are very similar. We don't agree on all things, but we agree on the big things. The people that I keep close have my best interests in mind, and yours should do the same for you. The people that don't necessarily agree with you, your being, your purpose, you can't control them. You can control your thoughts toward them though and disallow any of it to affect you in your pursuit for success. I aim to be a people pleaser, but I know that there are some people out there that probably don't like me and I'm okay with that because I like me and you gotta be your biggest supporter. You have to be your biggest fan. There are a lot of fair weather friends out there, but you have to be an all season animal, not for them, but for yourself. If you are, in fact, your biggest fan, and you've come to terms and love the person that you are or that you hope to become, then we also need to eliminate things that poison that image or potentially keep you from fulfilling your role. Again, this is internal work because you could also be your worst enemy. This process involves taking control of your devices, putting a leash on your demons, and learning to fight that voice inside your head that sometimes veers you in a direction that you don't want to go. To combat this, daily practice with the four C's of mental toughness is something that I do. Originally used to build some mental fortitude, I now use them to eliminate waste in my life. The first being control. There was a period in my life where I found it very difficult to be anywhere else other than a blackjack table. I could sit there for hours, play, go on adrenaline roller coasters without eating or sleeping. And obviously this could turn out to be a real problem, especially when I realized that I didn't have the willpower to walk away. The addictive behaviors, things that give you the short-term rush, it's easy to fall prey to them. The old adage of chasing the dragon, it's just a matter of time before the creature eventually rears its ugly head and blows fire in your face. The way to combat this is to put your priorities in check. Take the driver's seat and get back into control. You know you draw out your best case and your worst case scenarios and it will be very evident if it's worth your energy or not. 
Everyone has had their guilty pleasures, but realizing the signs and stopping them before they get bad can keep you and your progress safe. You don't want to hit rock bottom before you decide to trim the fat here. Think of all the things that you do that prevent you or slow you down from making the progress you need to make. If they aren't conducive to your life's purpose, eliminate them. The second C in the framework is commitment. Does your cause mean enough to you that you can focus, be reliable, and not stray? Establishing routines and habits in your day that are put in place to cultivate success is necessary, but it's got to be something that you want badly enough. If you think of all your fitness junkie friends, these people don't rely on motivation to get to the gym. They don't miss. If you are missing the mark on some of your goals and you find yourself distracted and unable to pull through on a regular basis, it might, might just not be that important to you. And it's okay to let these things go. You get rid of the baggage and you focus on the things that do really matter to you. The third C stands for challenge. If things don't challenge you, they probably won't change you. And change is something that isn't well received by most people. It can be scary. People tend to avoid challenging situations for fear of failure, the fear of wasting time, energy, effort, the unknown. But truthfully, if you aren't chasing new challenges, like what are you doing? Maintaining the status quo? How do you grow from there? Maybe you are crowding yourself with things that are just comfortable, things that keep you rooted exactly where you are. Just spinning your wheels every day, but not really going anywhere. The old Fred Flintstone approach. It's like you find yourself overly busy, but minimally productive. Challenges bring forth opportunities. The more, the better. Welcome them. And the things that don't have that effect on you, cut them loose. The final C of the framework is confidence. When you think of cutting back things and people that don't serve you, having the confidence to pull the plug is the big difference maker. You might recognize the toxicity in your life, but if you don't have the sack to do something about it, you could be letting a lot of unnecessary energy and attention bleed through the cracks. How many of us have work jobs that we hated? Maybe some of you are still there. The internal commentary is most powerful when paired with action. When you say you're going to do something, do it. When a situation arises that questions your integrity, does your confidence and self-belief allow you to make the right decision? I think as humans, our natural default is to keep that status quo, even if it is detrimental to our overall being, because we don't like to shake the boat. But with enough confidence, we can say no to whatever and whoever we want. Say no more often. Be selfish more often. Be more honest with what you want versus what you think people would approve of. When you start to realize that life gets sweeter, you won't avoid change anymore, you'll embrace it. Now after periods of building, periods of eliminating and trimming the fat, there will come a time where maintenance is necessary. Can you take the momentum that you have generated and keep the ball rolling without losing steam? Are you able to keep the integrity, the quality, the drive without losing focus? The art isn't always in moving the needle up or down but it's in having the discipline to keep things exactly as they are. Being able to find balance, being able to execute, that is where the money is made. You don't want to bite off more than you can chew and burn the candle at both ends, but at the same time, you also don't want to become stagnant and lose sight of the end goal. Maintenance is not the same as becoming stagnant. Maintenance is all about entering a flow state where all of your processes are efficient, they don't cost you a lot of energy or brain power, and the results are consistent, therefore repeatable and sustainable. 
Sometimes it takes a while to get to this flow state because building anything takes time. There will be periods of trial and error and dealing with people can be exhausting and emotionally draining. But on the other side of it all, when you are in a headspace where you're content with what is happening around you, the maintenance phase is where you will enjoy the perks and fruits of all your labor. In the gym, you've done the strength work, you've done your due diligence with your training, you've optimized your sleep, your nutrition, you've treated your body and your mind well. Now, it's all about enjoying all the work that you've put in. On the flip side, you're able to take a step back, look at your business, your career, your goals, and be proud of how far you've come. You are excited about the future instead of dreading the potential crumble of it all. You can enjoy company. The people around you are supportive. They make life easy. They make weekends fun again. Your household is something that you look forward to when you come home each day. You live in the moment, you are present, and you don't need to jump from distraction to distraction. Most importantly, you can be 100% okay alone. You are okay to sit in a room of silence, listen to nothing but your breath and the weight of your thoughts. You can look in the mirror and be happy with the person that you have decided to become. Your core values are solid, your intention is clear. From here, the only thing that can stop you is you. Take it or leave it, but this is how we grow at Workhorse. This is how I continue to rack up small victories in my own life. Cut the bullshit from your circles. Fortify your castle with people who understand you, respect you, and want to see you win. Build multiple roads, ladders, tunnels to get to your goals. Attack it from multiple angles with focus and ferocity. Let fear be your guide. Don't shy away from it. Sprint towards it. If all of the things you want in life are worthwhile, it should be scary. If it wasn't, life would be kind of boring, wouldn't it? Build, cut, maintain, rinse, repeat. These are the ebbs and flows of growth. I hope you guys can take this bit, level up, evolve in some aspect of your life. And for the love of God, don't sit still because we all have somewhere to be. Until next time, my friends, I am signing off. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day. Go out there and take what's yours.